Are you haunted by shadow people in the middle of the night? Do you secretly love all things creepy and spooky, enjoying ghost stories and horror fiction from the best storytellers? Do you have a true ghost experience you want to share, but no one will believe you? If yes, listen to the professionals on What Are You Afraid of? Horror Paranormal Show Friday nights at 9pm on ParaX Radio and at www.whatareyouafraidofpodcast.com. What are you afraid of on ParaX? Our creepy and demented hosts are on call to provide you with all your spooky needs with true ghost stories, interviews, indie music, and new horror fiction. We are ready to scare you. Para X. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello everyone and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check out other episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a quick warning to everybody listening to Movie Guys Podcast. Each show is spoiler-filled, and also each episode is for mature audiences only. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we are talking about oh, El Camino, or The Way, like Ryan so texted me last night. I'm Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with Ryan and Eric. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Still thinking about the ending of this story and why we need this, uh, how many years later. But here we are. Ryan, is it, is it just me? Yes, I, I I'm not. Uh, we'll talk about it uh, in a bit. I never watched Breaking Bad, so this movie doesn't. Re- oh like, wow, that's. I, I don't know why the movie exists. Yeah. Did you know that El Camino means the way? Is that what that? Did someone say that? I hear that on the internet rumor. So what it means? Yeah. I texted that. I texted that last a uh, couple days ago. That's the internet it's rumor not, then. It's. Yeah, the movie sounds cooler when it's called El Camino. It doesn't sound as cool when it's called The Way. Sounds like a self-help book. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, um, well, he needs it after, Jesse Pinkman needs it after a movie like this. Yeah, fans, the reason why we're giving you the uh, the way or El Camino is because we predicted this before, but Gemini Man was a big, huge box office bomb this year. And uh, we know everybody listening to the show loves to listen to our Netflix reviews, so we figured we would give you El Camino instead. Um, so let's just, let's just talk about it here, guys. The most disappointing movie of the year, maybe, but this is the most boring, bland, vanilla movie I have seen in a long time. Vanilla would say this is vanilla. This is boring. You think so? Like, I'm a big fan of the movie of, of Breaking Bad, but I don't know about, like, I guess coming from the series yeah but now i'm interested to know what what ryan thinks someone who has uh not watched the season or the series and got to see something like this this may have been slow for for something like that well yeah so 
I've only ever seen the first few episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, I gave up on it because I didn't find it all that interesting. Um, though I've heard that it gets increasingly better and better as it goes on. Um, but like, I found the beginning of this movie to be kind of inaccessible. Like, cause it's it the assumption from the filmmakers is that you are familiar with the show. That's why you're watching the movie. Oh yeah. So like, there's some like there's some things that just not having much of frame of reference it takes me like it took me a while to like figure out like i don't know the opening where he's where they're and at that mountain or whatever that hit that i don't know what you would call it talking about in very slow drawn out voices about the future and where you would go when you know it's all over but then i don't does that play like i know they yeah. mentioned alaska and that's that's but does that play like yeah it plays um, do they need that yeah so so the old guy in the beginning of the movie, he became kind of like this really famous hitman in the show, layman's terms, okay? And uh, that is the same lake where Walter White kills the old man, and that and that ends his character. Uh, Mike, yeah. Mike, yeah. So that's why that area is kind of like symbolic to Breaking Bad fans, because Mike was a very famous, popular, very popular character. He was a very cool character, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so is that opening a flashback? Yes. This this movie okay. is is essentially just flashbacks. Um, there there. How long was this movie? Two hours. I'd Two say hours, an right? hour yeah. of it was present time, or like or after the events of, and then another hour of it was just straight flashback. There was a lot of flashbacks too, and and yes, this movie did. Uh, very well quite uh, Rogue One this and um, pick up right where the other left off, you know? It did. It was... It was very... Okay, so go with me here, guys. All right? So when I first saw the trailer for this, I I guess I didn't register what I saw because in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's the Breaking Bad movie. It's Jesse on the poster. It's called El Camino. All right? So let's just throw that we know it's called The Way... Out of the window for a sec. It's called El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. I'm I'm expecting action, violence. I'm expecting Jesse Pinkman to become the new Heisenberg and be this this grandiose villain to get revenge for what happened. No, we get pretty much the fugitive, but dumbed down. Like, which one would you guys prefer? This movie? Uh, I don't would know you guys how prefer? you came to those expectations whatsoever. <laughs> That's what um, I thought was going to happen. I, I No, I couldn't have told you that at all. I knew it was going to be a, kind of a police chase type of thing because in the last few seasons of Breaking Bad, I mean, uh, Jesse had already been well removed from reality at that point, and he's just like, listen, I want to get out of this life, and I don't know how to anymore. He's tried so many different ways, but he keeps on getting brought back in by forces against his, his own, and it's just one of those where he's He's accepted he, that he's in hell type of thing, and so, um, and, and the season's building up to that too. You have this this national kind of coverage, this celebrity that's gone over these two just because of of what they've done and the shit that they've done so far, and their, how epic their story has been. So when he escapes, obviously he has this, this this breaking moment where he's loose, you know, he's he's free again, and and I think that's great. Um, and especially all the events after that too, because they all seem to be kind of, uh, you know, lined up. Like he's done this before, type of thing. He knows where to go, what to do next, and um, 
the the, the car uh, exchange scene between him and uh, was it Skinny Pete and Beaver Badger? Badger. That was nice. It was nice to see those guys back. So it was, uh, you know, certain things to, to kind of see that. But uh, no, I mean, this is the guy who wanted to get out of the shit from, from the very start. He didn't even care about money. He started burning stacks just just because, you know, he was just so out of it. Well, I know that. And, and watching the show really religiously when it came out, you know, my wife and I were watching. I know that's the Jesse Pinkman character, but just because of the title and the way that they were presenting it, I was thinking that he was going to get out of the life, but in the middle, he was going to put on the clown makeup and become, you know, the new Heisenberg. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I, I thought that's where it was going to go. And, and I mean, yeah. So does, in the in the finale or like the last few episodes of the of the series, does it show him escaping? That's the, like, yeah. is that the last thing you see of him? Yeah, that, that is the last episode. That is the Camino? finale. Okay. Yeah, that's the last shot of does the it... show is him in the car uh, hysterically laughing, crying, driving away. That's the last shot of the show. Does he in the El Camino? Does he kill um, the Matt Damon character? Walmart Matt Damon, Todd. Yes, Todd. Does, so it shows him. Okay, because I was wondering. I'm assuming because like watching, like after I watched the movie, I started just figuring like this is probably just filling it. Like the flashbacks are just filling in the blanks, like things they didn't have time to show yeah. during the the actual end of the series. Um, cause, cause when they didn't show him killing Todd, I was like, okay, they must've, they must've done it. It's frustrating, but they must've done it in the show. Yeah. There's a, kind of a big crucial scene there where they go to the compound where Walter White goes to the compound and he booby trapped this, this car that he had bought and with a, a, a full on, like, I don't even know if it was like a Browning, like a, a full automatic, you know, uh, minigun almost in the back of this trunk. And he put it on like this 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 rotor, this this little machine type of thing, so that uh, when he lights it up, it would um, well just do like a spray. And he hooked up to a remote. So he, the the idea was that he'd go into the meeting uh, with these guys who were holding Jesse hostage. And when it came down to it, then he'd push the button, and then he and Jesse hit the deck, and the gun just cleaned up. You know, it just it just sawed everyone in half. But Todd was able to get down as well. And then that's when you had this emotional scene where Jesse chokes him out. Jesse, in his in his own bindings, uh, kills him. Yeah. Since you brought up Todd, this is the segment of the movie where I was on the edge of my seat, and I don't mean that you know literally, but edge of my seat of Todd is really good in this. What a great villain! I actually that's the only praise of this movie I will have. I am enamored by fucking Todd. He is so psychotic and calm. It's it's frightening. Yeah, scary character, right? He's a very... The actor does a great job with it. I think the character's really good. Like I just like how he walks into this very, very expensive apartment. I love the apartment, by the way. And Jesse starts freaking out, and the camera pans down. And it's like, oh yeah, that's my maid. Why'd you kill her? Because she found some money in an encyclopedia. Like, wow. Yeah, perfect. And you could tell that she probably had been there for a while, too. It looked like she's been there for a little bit. Ryan, you're quiet, so I'm assuming you don't like Todd, or do you like Todd? Oh, no, I really like Todd. Todd's my, my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, just his, his nonchalant demeanor when it comes to things that are commonly accepted as morally bankrupt and wrong. Just there's a dead body on the floor, and he asks Jesse if he wants some soup. 
yeah, there's a dead body, he wants some soup, and then they start to roll her up, the maid, and he's like, oh, wait, wait, because it wasn't just right yet when he was rolling her up on the carpet. Like... Well, no, he left his belt. Oh, he that's right, the belt. belt. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he left it around her neck. That's right. what he that, used to man. kill her. Got bacon Which, and beans. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I really appreciated about the movie is that it knew it knew when to make the joke and how to make the joke, um, when to cut the tension. And uh, I, the especially the, almost that entire, like everything relating to the dead maid um, is treated with a, like a sense of levity, even though it's incredibly uh, like, Hurt. Dis, like disheartening and, and wrong. Uh, Cause you're supposed to feel for Jesse as he's, trying to like you know he he can't get out of the situation so he has to do what he has to do um and you can you, you can see the turmoil in him and yeah no the the jokes really i think help cement the kind of world that he realizes he's in now now eric correct me if i'm wrong todd was fucked up and psychotic in the show but he was never this good i don't ever remember todd being this fucking good i i mean i remember that this is a a person who Killed a child. Yeah, that's right. He did kill the kid. For for maybe seeing them do something that the kid would like. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They were they were stealing meth or something like an ingredient for meth on a train, and this little ten year old kid saw him on a bike and he just whipped out his gun and shoot him. That's right. That's right. Jesus I mean, Christ. yeah, you get some pretty psycho moments from this guy too, and uh, um, yeah, it, you get to see how deep this thing goes. I mean, obviously, how big their compound is. Uh, that he's, uh, uh, what role he played in it, and then the welding company that was a part of it as well. Yeah, okay, so, okay, so the welder people are crazy too, because, you know, Jesse's trying to find money there, right? And then, what a great idea that Todd had. Uh, he puts the money in the fridge door. I never would have thought of that. That was pretty clever, right? And then these two guys come in, and they're like having police uniforms on. Turns out they're not police. They're there to take money. So we got this whole conflict going on. And then Jesse has to go see what, uh, what's his name? Brian Foster? Is that it? Ben what? Foster? The guy who owns the vacuum store um, in real life. What's his name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, Robert Forster. Thank yeah. you, Robert Forster. Do you guys know that he died the day this was released? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, he, he died on October 11th. This was his last movie. Wow. All right, well. Okay, so Ryan, what do you think of that character? Because he was in the show, and his thing in the show, which I'm sure you can figure out, is he's the guy that's going to completely wipe your slate clean and get you a fresh start. Did you think Jesse was going crazy when he went to the vacuum store to talk to this guy? Or do you think this guy was actually who he turns out is, but what do you think of that? So one of the issues I had with the movie um, as a whole is that a lot of things, a lot of the issues that Jesse has to overcome kind of come easy to him in, in this movie. Like the, the main objective is to get out. Like he just needs to get out and leave. Um, and like, but to do that, you know, it's, it's, it's episodic. He has to do this, then he has to do this, then he has to do this. And it doesn't really kind of, doesn't really build on each other that well. Um, and this, this scene in particular really kind of, um, the dialogue is fun. It's playful. Um, I really enjoyed Robert Forster's performance in it. Um, but again, the solution is it, it's too easy. Like it comes too easy. Like, yes, it, it sets up the other the next obstacle where he has to get more money because um, he's $1,800 short. And that leads to the, the shootout with the guys at the, 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 what the garage or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it, 
it doesn't really like I don't know. I feel like there's the things come too easy to to Jesse in the movie, and this scene in particular was the one that kind of really rubbed me wrong on that aspect. Eric, do you like the fact that he called the cops? I thought Jesse was right, but Jesse was wrong. The guy actually called the cops on him. I mean, yeah, this is uh, this guy's pretty pretty well introduced that he's just no you know no BS. He was straight to business. I feel like if he's gonna be the time, although it was uh, nice of Jesse to kind of had this, this little cocky moment where he's uh he's caught on. And for the most part, it looked it sounded pretty legit. Like, he's common sense. You know, why cops would probably ask, why is this guy walking in here with all this money asking for you? It's a very valid like point. That. So that was, that was a very pretty good point. But, um, but still, I think the guy knew that uh, regardless of everything that was happening, Jesse wasn't going to hang around if the, the police were going to be there in the beginning. Right. So, like I said earlier, you know, we had these cops that came into the uh, to Todd's apartment, you know, and took the money and shit. So then Jesse has to get more money. So he goes to their garage, right? And they had strippers there and stuff. And then we have we have a little bit of an old Wild Wild West uh, standoff here. Uh, Jesse walks out of this unscathed. Can't believe that. And if you guys notice, Jesse couldn't hit a broadside of a barn. Like like Jesse was standing there, right, getting ready to do the Wild West, you know gunslinger thing shoots the guy point blank kills him instantly but then when his when his ridiculously annoying friend is running past uh windows jesse hits every window but the guy well save for the guy guy couldn't hit him couldn't hit jesse in return like both these guys sucked i thought that was interesting because usually it's the opposite right usually it's like they just mow each other down that doesn't happen in this well sense of realism right people think that it's a just like the movies, where it's uh, you're gonna point and shoot, and that's what happens. But uh, people miss. People miss all the damn time. Right. He gets his money, and he finally gets a chance to escape. Before we talk about little stuff here, before we close it out, though, I, I'm sorry, but I really want to go back to Todd again. I wish the whole movie was Todd. I mean, I liked how they wrapped up the maid, and then I like how he made Jesse just dump her body over the balcony, and he had a huge thud, you know. And then he's like, uh. Hey, Jesse, we're going to bury her someplace that she would like. Like, he kept on saying how wonderful she was, but he had to kill her, you know? Well, I I have not been watching Better Call Saul, or at least I've only got up to a certain point, and then I think it just uh, it got to be a little too much. But I don't know if the biker gang is going to be on that, because I do know that a lot of the other characters have shown, from Breaking Bad, have shown on that show, whether it be Mike or um, Gus, they've been on that show as well. So Better so, Call Saul is a is a prequel then? Yes, yes it is. Because oh, remember how, how prequel. Breaking Bad, um, I think they were, did it open with with him in Witness Protection or something like that? Or maybe it was Better Call Saul opened him in Witness Protection. That was Better but, Call Saul because I watched the first episode and I didn't like it, so I stopped watching. But yeah, it is a uh, it is a is a prequel. Wow, I did not know that. It's still going on right now, right? Yeah, eventually it'll lead up to, you know, obviously he's getting to the point Saul is where he has to um, become that type of lawyer. But, you know, I don't know where it's at now. Mm. Eventually it'll have to catch up. It's been six years since Breaking Bad ended. Ryan, you said at the beginning of the show, and I agreed with you, Eric. I think you said the same thing. Why six years? I think they dropped the ball on this. This is the kind of movie where you want to... Get out in two years after the show ends, right? Like you, like this should have been out in 2015, right? To get that hype train moving again. Do you guys have any theories on why in the hell this took so long? Six fucking years. I'd imagine it's because of Better Call Saul. 
because um, I didn't because doesn't Finn Skilligan run that show too? Well, yeah, but it's still going on. They didn't. It's not canceled. It's not ending right now. No, I mean, I guess you got a point on that one. But I mean, I would just chalk it up to maybe it's a combination of maybe Better Call Saul. He wanted to work on other projects, and maybe this like he just now feels like this this after six years, it's it's the the right time to to make it and release it. But maybe because I I mean I don't know how the movie um how it feels in in connection with how breaking bad feels like the like the tone and like if the movie is a good spiritual continuation of the tv show or maybe because maybe yeah, he had this idea it is okay because i was saying maybe he had this idea that it's something different um where it's like a story he felt that maybe he just had this itch he needed to scratch with jesse maybe he felt like jesse didn't get enough closure at the end of the um, show, like Walter does. I think that Breaking Bad is AMC's baby, and they're, they're holding on to that with everything they can, probably. Um, this is a Netflix original movie, and so I'd imagine that Netflix maybe struck a deal with AMC, and this movie happened because of money. There was not a whole lot, as far as the story goes. There's just a lot of filler about of events of, of Jesse, but the gist of it is is that he escapes the events of that were at the end of Breaking Bad, and now he lives in Alaska with a new life. He got to start over again. That's yeah, it. That, that's, that's it. That was the story. Right. Like this no, is you're a right. it, It's um, there wasn't much there. It was just little details for some fans, and um, that's about it. But I, I, overall, uh, anything else? I think this this was a paycheck. Oh, Eric, a hundred percent agree with you. It's like they they definitely hit their ball on it. Drop the ball hardcore. If you're going to make this movie, right, make this two years after the show. If you're going to tell this story, right, because it's still fresh in people's minds, you're going to wait five, six years, tell a different story. You know, do something yeah. different with this world because it's just, this does not make sense into this universe that they've created. And I was just bored completely out of my mind maybe because i thought of what it was gonna become and i didn't get that it was it i I was bored um so so i have a question though before we we move on because like i said earlier there to people who don't watch breaking bad or who haven't seen a whole lot of it um some of the things are kind of inaccessible and some of the decisions that um Vince Gilligan, the writer director, makes for the movie. I I couldn't figure out why like why certain things were deemed important to show. Um, the the scene where um, Jesse has a flashback where he it has to run to try to break that like chassis thing that the yeah I'm um, sorry I sent my microphone that the guy built and then there's that shot at the end of the scene where it focuses on like this little family photo. Why is that important? Oh um. So at the latter end of the series, he Jesse falls in love with a girl. Um, goodness, I forgot what her name was. But uh, this girl um, who is, I guess, from Mexico has a son who is also the same. Jesse just grow grows protective over him and over of them. I guess as he cares more and more for them. This was another attempt for him to try to escape and try to find like a, a natural life, but um, obviously because uh, people want him, the the gang, this is the Becker gang, I think that wanted him to to cook. They kidnapped him, 
and he refused to cook, and so they shot his girlfriend in front of him. Oh, that was a flashback in this movie, right? Yes, it was. It was on her porch. They they, and these are also not only biker gang; these are also uh, Nazis. Yeah, Todd these are killed racist. Her. Yeah, yeah, they're white supremacists. But anyway, um, he was supposed he was doing this under the threat that they would also kill the kid. Which also, at the end of this movie, when he was in Alaska, he gave, um, what's his name, a letter. That letter was addressed to that kid. Yes, we know that picture. Oh, okay. That was another question I had. And I'm assuming the the girl that he like near the end where he's driving with. Then when they have like that philosophical conversation, I'm assuming that's like an old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she was involved in the earlier season. It was the first big one. Yeah, it was yeah, the first big season one. Season two. She was, uh, she was a drug addict. I think she did heroin, uh, and meth. And uh, uh, she, her and Jesse were sleeping in bed together, just just laying there sleeping. And uh, Walter White comes in to to see where Jesse has been essentially, because he's been MIA. And uh, he walks in, and she is starting to uh, vomit all over herself, and she's laying on her back. So she's suffocating on her own vomit because she's ODing. And instead of helping her, he lets her die and walks out. So when Jesse yeah. wakes up, you know, his girlfriend chokes on his own her own vomit. Eric, you know what? Since we're talking about filling the blanks, you know what I really liked about this? Remember that evil bitch um, that was, like, in charge of the whole empire and Walter White gave her the rice. In. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. In the beginning of this movie, they had the news report. It was very subtle, but they were like, oh, this woman, it turned out she had rice and poison. She's not going to make it. And I was like, oh, and finally she she's dead. Too. Yeah, yeah, I was excited so Wrap that, that up pretty pretty well as, as well. Yeah, they did a lot. Yeah, that was that was, that that made me really, really happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, we still don't know what happened with Huel though, who, um, which was the big, uh, one of the big bodyguards for Gus. He was just told to sit in a, in a hideout, hideaway house. And I think he's still there. Just like Gentry in Game of Thrones. Just always rowing that boat. (laughs) Ryan, you know, before we get into our popcorn ratings, Eric, I want you to please chime in anytime you want to for Ryan. And this is not only for you, Ryan, this is for people who haven't seen Breaking Bad. It took me a while to get into it. You know, like my wife and I would watch, you know, like the first couple episodes and we were like done. And then six months later, we would kind of come back because people would talk about it. I feel it's a show that you definitely got to binge watch because when they start getting into season two, things start to shit starts to hit the fan. And it's just it comes it becomes just so addicting like meth itself. You know, I just, it becomes crazy. Uh, uh, um, Walter White becomes, um, what's his name? Heisenberg. Yeah, there's, there's a dark turn in, in, the, in the series. I mean, he becomes, because cause Walter White's character is, he's going to create, uh, he's going to cook meth, make X amount of dollars on this batch so he can, you know, because he finds out he's dying of lung cancer. He never was a smoker, he just has lung cancer. And he's going to die, and he wants to leave money for his family. But he becomes such a fucking asshole. He becomes Tony Montana, essentially. You know what I mean? Well, he he just accepts his death, and he he realizes that, you know, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to die anyway, basically. Yeah. So he's just like, what's he saying that line? I'm not going to do the whole quote, but something about about how his wife finds out who he is, and he's like, I am the one that walks at night or something like that. I'm the one who knocks, yeah. I'm the one who knocks, like, just really... I mean, like, Ryan, this guy is so psychotic. Um, 
there were people that could possibly be on a witness stand. And there was a whole montage of these random six, eight people in prison yards getting shanked and killed by the, by the wav of his finger. It gets, uh, he, 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 yeah. Yeah. It turns into him controlling an empire and it's pretty fun. It's really fun. So, I mean, I watch, I, cause I've seen the first, I think two or three episodes a couple times and it just, I don't know. I didn't, I, I, like the same the things you guys are telling me is the same things a lot of other people have told me. That's why I, I, I gave it another shot. Um, after watching this movie, I'll probably try watching it again because it did get me, and especially after this conversation, it did get me more interested in actually watching the show. Um, but I don't know. I just felt watching those first few episodes that it just it kind of moved slow and it wasn't terribly interesting. But, I mean, you guys are talking about a lot of murder and mayhem, and that, that's always fun for me, Season- you know, to see. Oh, them. even way more than that. Oh, yeah, hardcore. You got people's heads right in the back of turtle shells. I mean, like, it it gets crazy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. And the characters are fantastic. It, it's, it's, I, I think it's more so just the character development from, from everyone. It's just fantastic. Yeah, and this is my last sentence on it, I guess. We'll get into our pop rating. You get, you get introduced to Walter White, who is a nerdy chemistry teacher in a high school, to six seasons, because only last five, six seasons, to six seasons later becoming Tony, Man- Tony Montana running it in a big meth empire. It's, it's absolutely crazy. How do you go from a nerdy chemistry teacher to Scarface? It's just, it's amazing to see that journey. So, okay guys, let's get our popcorn range real quick here. Cause we talked about El Camino. Uh, Eric, let's go with you first, buddy. What will be your popcorn rating for El Camino or the way? Uh, this is a, it's a pass. It's a, it's a, a no, no bag, bag? I'm, a no I'm, bag. Listen I'm, listen, I'm a fan of, of Breaking Bad and, um, it's a tarity, like just all parts about it. I get it. This movie was fine. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, uh, it just wasn't needed. I didn't need it. This didn't add anything new. You know what I mean? I wasn't asking really any questions about that. I, I got what I got from the end of the series. Um, like with my assumptions of it, this movie didn't, you know what I mean? It, it just kind of helped the assumption already. Like it, it didn't do anything before for it. it. That's just what it was. I, I didn't take anything from this movie it wasn't a bad movie i just just didn't need it wow okay um i'm actually on the same team as you but uh i'm gonna give it a small bag just because of the todd stuff like like that alone is when people are gonna ask me what about this movie i'm talking about todd everything in todd's apartment is just great the actor is great you don't know if he's going to shake your hand if he's going to kiss you or if he's going to kill you. The guy is amazing. Other than that, Eric, you're right. I mean, like, if you're not a Breaking Bad fan, this movie's probably going to do nothing for you. Uh, if you are a Breaking Bad fan, it doesn't add any more questions. It doesn't give you any more weight to continue. Like, it just, this felt like a two-hour finale of, of Breaking Bad. That's all it was. And I think they, they dropped the ball on it. So a, a small bag for Todd. Yay, Todd. <laughs> Ryan, what is your popcorn rating for El Camino? This is actually pretty interesting. Uh, I'm going to give it a medium bag. Wow. Actually. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I, I'm not a fan of Breaking Bad. So I think, I think my opinion of it isn't because my opinion isn't based off anything. I don't have prior knowledge of the events before the movie takes place. And I think your guys' um, 
your guys' views and your critiques on it are colored by the fact that it's a continuation of a show you guys really liked and enjoyed. Um, like taking it just as a, on its own movie, like I said earlier, it is sort of inaccessible at the beginning because there is a presumption that you know these characters and you're aware of the connections they have because um, it doesn't really explain a lot of things at the start. So like I think from the moment that the low jack goes off um, and they do the car exchange all the way until I'd say the shootout, um, at the garage, it's, it's a really fun, like, it's a fun movie. It's kind of slow, but it's never not interesting. Um, I never found it to be boring. Um, I, I do think Aaron Paul is really good in the movie. Um, you don't really see him get a showcase in a lot of stuff. Like, I think after Breaking Bad ended, he was in, um, Need for Speed. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Yeah. Um, when yep. it came out I that. He, in 20, he's in Bojack, I think. And he's in some of their Hulu cult movie or series oh the path is that the path yeah i believe so um but but like he he i don't know i don't he didn't get big like i guess a lot of people thought he would after the end of breaking bad um so like i think he's really good in this movie i think he's a good actor in general um todd uh is phenomenal he is probably the best part of the entire movie but like yeah, I never found myself bored or, or wanting to turn it off. I was interested in, in what was going to happen next. I do have issues with like the structure. A lot of flashbacks. They seem that some of them are very jarring in their transitions, and some of them I, I don't I don't think were necessary. But they might have been necessary to fill in some gap at the end of the near the end of the show. Um, and then I feel like it has too many too many endings, like because you have. Because like I think it goes flashback, 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 and then he's in Alaska, um, and that's just nonsensical to me. But yeah, I enjoyed myself. I, I wholeheartedly give this a medium bag. I think this is the first time in a long time that uh, us three at Movie Guys Podcast were completely on different ends of the coin on this one. Wow. Usually we're pretty pretty in sync here. This is this is an interesting topic. Well, thank you guys for joining me on it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Check us out on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. You can download this episode, of course, and many others on movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes. Well, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, any social media you can think of. Thank you so much, fans, for listening. And next week, we are coming back for another movie of wondering why it took him so long to make 10 years later, Zombieland 2. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do in the White House. So, Hey guys, Eric this is Zigman and Zach Tagus, so and when you finish it up listening to this great podcast, make sure you head on over and check out Shotgun Wrestling Radio. That's right, we're new to the EMC Podcast Network. Over at Shotgun Wrestling Radio, we give you the latest news in professional wrestling. That's right, we cover WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and more. Want to know what's going on in the events in the Iowa Independence Team? We cover that too with our Pro Wrestling Calendar. That's right, Zigman, not only do we cover that, but we also have a wide variety of interviews with pro wrestlers, both past and present. All our interviews can be found on our Facebook page, facebook.com shotgun radio and the number one we hope you'll take the time to give us a listen and remember to give us a like and follow on twitter and facebook at shotgun radio and the number one you're listening to the electronic media collective podcast network yeah it's a mouthful for more great shows visit electronicmediacollective.com